0: I caught up with Tyler Hamilton at the same event yesterday, and Tyler Hamilton has an interesting ticket background, to say the least. Uh, He is the author of a book called The Secret Race and was Lance Armstrong's right-hand man for a long, long time in the U.S. postal team he also won gold at the 2004 Summer Olympic Games in the time trial. Uh, the first doping test gave a positive result there, but because of the backup sample was frozen no doping offence could be proven he then failed a further doping test at the 2004 Volta Espana and he was then suspended for two years. He made a comeback uh, from suspension, became the national road race champion in 2008. In 2009 he failed a dope test again and was banned for eight years which effectively uh, caused uh, his career to end, and he then retired. In 2010, he was subpoenaed to appear before a grand jury for the performance of Enhancing Drugs in Cycling. And in May 2011, Hamilton admitted that he used banned substances in competition and returned his gold medal. In 2012, he co-authored that book, The Secret Race. And it was an interesting chat, and I'm not quite sure I mentioned at the start of the show I'm not quite sure how I feel about someone like Tyler Hamilton uh, being flown out by a big corporate to South Africa to speak about his experience. Uh, I'll be dead honest with you, I'm dead against doping in sport. I think a two-year ban is a slap on the wrist, and at the end of the day, if you are caught uh, taking a banned substance, you're cheating. and, And that sanction should be a lot bigger. And it's, it's just really interesting. I'd love to get your take on it, uh, whether a, a, a big corporate like uh, Discovery should be paying. And, and I don't know what they paid Tyler Hamilton to, to come out to South Africa, but I'm assuming it's big money to get someone like that out here. And, and I don't particularly know whether it's right or wrong. I just know for myself, I wouldn't want my kids to be associated with someone like that at the end of the day. Send me an SMS. I'd love to get your thoughts. Three four seven zero one. I caught up with Tyler Hamilton, and uh, this is the first part of that interview with him. I remember as a kid growing up watching the tour, watching yeah. yourself, watching watching Lance, yeah. and that that yeah. was where the where the love, my love for cycling came from. Yeah, it's a beautiful sport. It, it is a beautiful sport, and obviously it's been tainted by the. the, the Still, is a beautiful sport. Correct. I mean, yeah, for, you know.
1: It has been tainted,
0: yeah. It's been tainted from that period of, of everything that was going on. You've written about it extensively in your book, yeah. and, and a lot of people have read your book, and a lot of people have heard the story of, of what happened. But how do you feel? I mean, you say it's a beautiful sport, but you were involved in that era that's tainted the sport.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it was, you know, what, what era was it? When did it start, and when did it stop? I'm asking you.
0: No, No, but that, that's exactly it, what I mean. It, yeah, like it, did it start
1: right when I arrived? Like, you know, there was, there was, no, there was no start, beginning, and ending.
0: Well, the truth of the matter is, you were there. So I oh, mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't answer that question. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, it better than I, I do. Uh, from what I, I mean,
1: when I arrived in 1997 at that top tier, it was in full swing. Okay. Trust me. And from what I hear, when Lance Armstrong arrived in 1993, it was in full swing. So it did, you know. In front, yeah. You know, I've heard stories about the 80s. I've even mm-hmm. heard stories about the 70s. So. Yeah, it had been happening for a while. Obviously, I mean, in my opinion, it got way over the mm. top, and when you know, when I was there, mm. I mean, I think if there was a pinnacle of doping and cycling, it was, you know, during my years. That's right. for sure. And uh, yeah, it was like an arms race. It felt like an arms mm. race. Um, I'm honestly, and I'm so glad to be done, like out of that and. I'm so... I feel lucky that, I, you know, I had the positive test and I got out of the sport way earlier than... Like, basically had to get out of the sport earlier than I expected. Yeah. You know, I feel... You know... Uh, sorry, I kind of got upset. No, no, no. Absolutely. I mean, you you say...
0: I mean, that that sort of leads on to the next question. You yeah. were saying, where does it start? Where does it end? Has, yeah. has it ended? Uh,
1: well, I think we all know it hasn't, you know, because based on, you know, this year we'd still have positive tests mm. out there. And, you know, and typically they're... Not all the dopers are getting caught, you know. So if you, if three or four get caught in the Giro, de, Giro d'Italia, what does that mean?
0: Mm. I don't know.
1: But I, it's absolutely, absolutely a lot cleaner than the, the dark days when I was racing. And that's, in, you know, in what you're seeing on television is a lot, if if not totally real, it's a lot more real. And you know, we can believe in sport now. Mm. You know, there always will be people in sport, in in all industry, taking shortcuts here and there. And, you know, so um, that's sort of human nature. But I think it's important that we keep this dialogue going. And I really appreciate the Discovery Vitality Summit giving me this opportunity to come here and give me this platform. Not for me and not to, like, promote anything about me, but just to get this, keep this discussion going. Like, we have a problem, I think, in society at winning at all costs and pushing, 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 pushing. you know, outside—not just in sport. You know, um, you know, succeeding, succeeding, and once mm-hmm. you succeed, okay, what's next? You're setting the bar even higher, and it's—it's um, uh, it's dangerous. It's yeah. dangerous, and I think we all need to kind of take a deep, deep breath and take a few steps back, look at the big picture, and um, slow things down. Yeah. Yeah. That, does that make sense? No, absolutely, it's, it's absolutely super, it does. Super on the, from the outside, yeah. but. Um, I don't know just in general in the United States you know the pressure for these young kids to uh, in all different sports to to uh, make it to the t- this top university get a scholarship mm-hmm. at the top university you know that can save you know several hundred thousand dollars if they get a scholarship you know and then once they get to that top university you know the pressure to you know possibly go professional yeah. but There's huge pressures uh, starting in junior high school junior high school and you know doping products are available over the counter in america like you know for other things and there's a lot of cheating going on unfortunately i I mean it 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 just needs to be talked about more absolutely we don't necessarily have to even if there's uh maybe not uh even if there's just uh there's discussion but not necessarily agreement that's Mm -hmm. still good that's still positive just having it having the issue on the table yeah because like back the only thing I knew about doping before I actually did it in 1997 was, like, you know, being in America, you might hear once in a while, oh, those guys, there might be doping going on. Nobody really knew. It was mm-hmm. kind of like, nobody talked about it, and it was, it was hush-hush. It was all under the table. It mm-hmm. was all, you know, and when I got there, I quickly realized, oh, you live by the Code of the amerta, which is the Code of Silence. You take your secrets to the grave. Don't mm-hmm. talk about it.
0: That's the first part of that interview I did with Tyler Hamilton. Uh, it was intriguing, to say the least. It was just amazing, sitting across from him on a couch, having this conversation, uh, and talking about guys, like I said when I started that interview, guys that I grew up idolizing. I remember watching TV, watching them racing up Alpe d'Huez and Mont Ventoux and, and just watching them and thinking they were amazing. And it, it all turned out to be a lie, and it, it was just—it was weird sitting with him on that couch yesterday, asking him those questions. And I—and I and I'll ask you that question again: How does it sit with you knowing that someone like Tyler Hamilton, who? let's be honest cheated and lied throughout his cycling career and uh, there might have been guys who who were trying to race clean during those days uh, and weren't able to win races because guys were cheating and doping and taking EPO and taking testosterone uh, weren't able to further their cycling careers what is your take on it for me I don't think the guy should be making money out of selling his story or out of cycling for that matter. Uh, he was caught twice and, and has been banned for eight years from riding competitively. Let me know. 34701.